Welcome to Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons. Q is about conversation. If we're really concerned about ending poverty, we've got to be more concerned about creating justice. Our cultural products as Christians need to both defy and resonate with the culture. And God's doing amazing things. His church is expanding, His church is growing. It's not what's the purpose of my life, it's what is the purpose that's been assigned. Stay curious, think well, advance good. This is Q. My, my gift is the, the fact that I know my weaknesses, you know, and I know that I'm not capable of pulling that off. And I've gotten really good at identifying other people in my life who can help. You know, yeah. my business partner is the total opposite of me. And he's really been the one who deserves all the credit for pulling it off because he's the one putting in the thousands of hours over the last five years. Welcome to Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons for this weekend. Hi, I'm Paul Perot from Faith Radio. Have you ever been around someone who you'd call a creative? One of those who seems to be constantly coming up with ideas. They're just hard to keep up with, aren't they? Admittedly, they can also be annoying sometimes. But as we look at addressing the hard issues in our culture, sometimes... Well, oftentimes, a good dose of creative thought is what's needed. So today, Gabe, we're looking forward to your conversation with a guy who is without question one of those creatives. We heard him at the start of the show. His name is Jeremy Cowart. Tell us about him because he's a close friend of yours. Right. We live in the same community here in the Nashville area, and he's been a friend for a long time. And some of you have heard him. He's given Q talks. He's given TED talks. He's given talks all over the world around his pretty amazing story, but you're going to get to know a little more about him today because I'm going to ask him some pretty probing questions because I want us to kind of get inside his head a little bit. I want to understand how does he process ideas? You know, he was named the most influential photographer on the internet, okay, by Huffington Post, Forbes, Yahoo, back in 2014. He toured with a lot of different musicians. He's taken almost every celebrity's photograph. Uh, it's very respected in that. But then a few years ago, just decided I'm kind of done with photography. I want to take a break. I want to, I'm, I'm going to pursue a new idea that I have. And so he went after starting to create a hotel called the purpose hotel. And so the point is Jeremy's the kind of person who is a person of faith. He's really committed to using the ideas he has to actually impact people's lives. And that's what I want to get into is just better understanding of how he thinks about that. He's the founder of a global photography movement called help portrait. He's done so many things, and I just want us to get to know him a little bit better. So let's listen in as I talk to Jeremy Cowart. Well, it's fun to sit here with Jeremy, who's been a friend for so many years, but to just continue to introduce you and the work that you're doing to the Q audience is, is fun. And it's something over the years, you've been a part of so much of what we've been doing through Q. And, you know, our, our hope is to help inspire other leaders, no matter where they're called, to be creative, to restore things that are broken. And, and I just feel like your life is marked by so many projects that do that. You're one of the most innovative people I've met, and you're constantly challenging yourself to create. So, so my first question for you, Jeremy, is like going back into childhood. I mean, did you ever imagine your life would go this direction? Like, is this kind of what you dreamed of, or were you thinking you were going to an astronaut or something. <laughs> no, I was kind of the opposite kid. Most kids do have the big dreams. I had very 
very humble, small dreams because I just didn't think I would do much. And so, yeah, everything I've done has been a surprise for sure. Yeah. Um, I just thought it would be a work as a graphic designer for the, my whole career. And that was it, you know, like yeah. that was about the extent of my dreams. So, yeah, now I'm just uh, professionally ADD and just always scatterbrained <laughs> and trying new things. Well, and I think that's what's inspiring because in a, in a, world where we were told i think when we were younger you know pick one job one mm -hmm. track and study for that and you know it, it your story kind of blows that whole idea up that look mm -hmm. follow pursue the things you're passionate about the things you love and i mean your story of, of, of as being a photographer i mean one of the great photographers that has shot some of the great artists and musicians and you know just beautiful portrait work and you're very respected in that world but but now and we'll talk about this in a minute You've moved into leading an entire movement around a new hotel called the Purpose Hotel. That's mm -hmm. put you're putting on a different creative hat mm -hmm. to create a space, and so it's hard for people to sometimes imagine in their careers like jumping that big of a space and a chasm mm -hmm. into new spaces. But for some reason, when, when I've watched your story and how you've done it, like the fear of that has never kept you from doing it. Like the fear of not even knowing how would I make money doing this, or like I feel like you just decide. If I'm going to live my life, I'm going to live it this way. Like, what is, what is it about your mentality? How would you encourage people listening who are doing something they just don't love anymore, but they mm -hmm. think it's the only way to do life? Like, what would you say to them? Gosh, that was a lot of questions. Uh, That's how I do well, it. Well, first of all, on the hotel, there was certainly fear, and there's still this fear. I mean, I lived in three years of fear. I had the idea in 2012 when God literally randomly dumped it in my face <laughs> as I was walking through a hotel in Los Angeles, just randomly the idea came out of nowhere. And then I actually did pursue it right away with a hotel developer in Los Angeles. And uh, But I, it's a long story. I could tell right away that that wasn't the right fit. So then I went into, okay, I'm 35, freelance photographer. There's no way I can build a hotel. And I thought that for three years. So 2012 to 15, didn't do anything. And it was 2015 that I realized, okay, this isn't going anywhere. Like the the idea is staying present and mentally every day. I was like, I have to, yeah. got to go for it. And so um, that's when he started moving forward with my business partner to launch the Kickstarter and doing, you know, get the whole journey going. Right. So, and there is still fear every day, but thanks to Stephen Pressfield and the War of Art, uh, you know, that's really helped me overcome the kind of daily struggles the daily voices you know yeah so a little ding ding there the war of art has oh, yeah. been a really encouraging inspiring book for you yeah it kind of it kind of pulled me out of the weeds a little bit knowing that just oh okay this is just part of the process i just gotta walk through it you know walk right. with the fear uh, right knowing that it doesn't go away right and and when i first met you one of the big projects that you launched out to do that i think a lot of people in the q community have followed it's called help portrait mm -hmm. and talk just for 30 seconds about what help portrait is yeah it's just a day where we find people in need take their portraits print them and give them to them as gifts it sounds so simple but most people in need it could be they could be a lot of different types of people but they just don't have that opportunity so when you find a for example person on the street homeless person you you light them professionally do the hair and makeup show them a portrait of themselves it actually changes them they've never seen themselves like a like a everyday other person walking on the street. And so 
Anyway, this year will be our 10-year anniversary of doing that around the world. We've done it over 75 countries. That's amazing. Thousands of photographers participating. Yeah, over, and, over a million portraits easily by now around the world. Um, yeah. It's such a beautiful example of bringing dignity to people, right? I yeah. Mean, people see that photograph. You start to give them a vision of who they could be. I know it's mm -hmm. superficial, but in some way, some people need to see that first yeah, to then totally. say, oh, that's who I am, or to remember mm -hmm. who they are. Yeah. Um, People can follow that on Instagram at hashtag help portrait. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's a great feed to just go through. Yeah. All right. So you recently, what I loved is you, you took the time to reflect and try to tell your story. And that became a talk mm -hmm. that has just gone global. Like you, yeah. you've had so many people watch your talk on, in different environments. Corporations have brought you in to tell your talk because it inspires people to just get out of status quo and to not just be comfortable and content with being comfortable. You did this talk and 2014 at our Q event. So that that's available on our platform, Q media for people who want to watch that. But tell us a little bit more about how telling your story, like that's been an important part of, of your development mm -hmm. is deciding I'm going to go back and reflect on this journey I've been on. And you wrote this book now called I'm possible. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about the book, the idea and why, you, why it's been so important to you to kind of capture this, to try to inspire other people. Yeah, once again, it was uh, accidental and born out of kind of overcoming fear. Johnny Cuff asked me to speak at his conference years ago. I was like, dude, I'm so not a speaker, not an author. Don't even want to be those things. Uh, and so I kind of turned him down. But then I came back. I was like, wait, I think if I drew a story in Photoshop, like it literally illustrated my life, it might be kind of cool. It just be something different. And so I did that. And uh, and it kind of blew up. And um you know, like you said, it turned it accidentally launched a speaking career, which then accidentally launched this book. Um, <laughs> it was all non. I uh, just wasn't trying to be that guy. So yeah, it's been it's been really fun, and I think the talk works well too because it's a visual talk. You know, not many speakers are presenting a movie while they speak, and right. so that's been a fun way to present. Um, so yeah, I'm just so grateful. I mean, I've shared that talk literally all over the country, real estate conferences, creative conferences, churches, schools, elementary schools, colleges. What's the reaction you tend to get the most like from people afterwards, they come up and say something to you like what what is the thing that seems to just resonate so deeply with them? I don't know, man. It's just people just crying, just saying thank you. Like, because I usually cry in the talk. It's a pretty yeah. heavy talk. I'm talking about my the death of my brother. I'm talking about freaking genocide you know earthquakes yes. wildfires you know it's a lot to yeah. process and so it's a very emotional talk and so people just come up usually just thanking me you know and it does apply to every buddy because my story is just one of thinking i was an idiot you know made bad grades mm -hmm. didn't think i was ever going to accomplish much and i think everybody has those insecurities and so i think it's just the fact that when people see a speaker on stage they just assume that person's better than me smarter sharper mm -hmm. you know got their act together and i try to kind of debunk all that because i am just like the audience member you know the kid yeah. who just didn't excel at much and right. still don't feel like i'm excelling at much but um you know just walking through those fears every day yeah well i think culturally there there is a sense of despair that a lot of people have who don't know that more is possible. They don't have a hope towards some future that that could be a little bit different or didn't tap into what I think you did early on, which is how do I use my gifts to serve others? I mean, every single project that you touch has been about trying to help other people. I mean, that's the theme of your life. And it's a beautiful example. 
I know your faith's important to you as a Christian, and and that's inspired some of this. How how do you think about faith and creativity, or how how has your faith been a part of you having this kind of hope and strength to walk through the fear? of the unknown when you're trying to pursue some of these things that you know are good things, but they still require money. They require time and energy. And sometimes it's not all there. And like, where does your faith sort of interact with all of these visions that you're trying to push forward? Well, I just, I mean, like I literally have to give God credit because my ideas always hit me so randomly. Like I can't take credit for the hotel idea because I didn't wake up that morning thinking, I need a new career. I need to start over. I need to find something else. I had no history in the hotel industry, you know, so I'm just walking through a hotel and just randomly, like, what if every room sponsored a child? What if the internet fee fought human trafficking? What if, you know, the whole vision hit me probably within about a two-minute window. Like, every detail, the name of the hotel hit me. The tagline of the hotel hit me. Like, it was all just in one moment. And I'm like, that's not... I wasn't planning for that. I didn't need a new idea, a new career. And so I just feel like when God speaks like that, that clearly and precisely, I just like, okay, that's, that's the Lord. And, and I'm responsible to whatever degree I have to, I have to go, I have to jump in. And so, um, my, my gift is that the fact that I know my weaknesses, you know, and I know that I'm not capable of pulling that off and I've gotten really good at identifying other people in my life who can help you know yeah. my business partner is the total opposite of me and he's really been the one who deserves all the credit for pulling it off because he's the one putting in the thousands of hours over the last five years business and finance and legal all that stuff you yeah. know that I obviously yeah. am not capable of and so um yeah I, I just think it's just all God and I just try to be a good steward of those ideas We'll get back to Gabe's conversation with Jeremy Cowart in just a moment here on Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons. Before we do, the concept of creativity is very important to us here at Q. In fact, we've had many talks with creatives as well as talk about the importance of creativity and culture creation. On the Q Media platform, you can watch many talks, including ones delving into the importance of creativity. For example, at a recent Q conference, we heard from Kevin Kelly of Wired Magazine. He focused on how creativity can be fueled by our technology to make God-glorifying and beneficial advances. We use technologies to, in some ways, make the best of our gifts. Imagine Mozart, he needed the symphony, the piano, the harpsichord, to find his genius, to, to use his genius of, of music. But imagine if Mozart had been born a thousand years before the piano or the symphony had been invented. What a loss to us and to him that would have been. Or, or, or if Van Gogh had been born a thousand years before we invented a cheap oil paint and canvas. What a loss to him and to us that would have been. Or take your favorite cinematographer, if Hitchcock had been born before we invented the technologies of cinema, what a loss. That means that today, somewhere in the world, there's a boy or girl born whose technology we have not yet invented, whose means of expression we have not yet brought into the world. And so therefore, I believe we have a moral obligation to find these different technologies, different aids, different tools to help everybody at least have the potential to to, to find and use the, 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 the special set of talents that God has given them. 
Again, that's just a sample of the talk by Kevin Kelly of Wired Magazine that's available at Q Media. And again, Q Media offers many of the talks from our Q conferences, plus other curated content, exclusive podcasts, and aids to help you and others think well on a variety of issues. If you're not a subscriber yet, let me encourage you to visit qideas.org and register for Q Media. Let's return to Gabe's conversation with Jeremy Cowart on this week's Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons. Well, how do you, when you are creative and innovative and, and your mind works the way I know your mind works, where you do have, a, there's a lot of ideas. I mean, there's probably a lot of ideas sitting in a moleskin somewhere that you don't touch. And then there's certain ones that you decide to pursue or just creatively play with. Do you have a way of kind of knowing that? I mean, you just gave a good example with the Purpose Hotel, mm-hmm. how that was just this clear two minutes. So there was something divine about that, that mm-hmm. you just knew you needed to act. But what do you do with a thousand other ideas? And for leaders listening who have ideas and they're wired that way to see things that are wrong and they see a solution, how do you know when you need to act on it? And how do you know when it needs to just stay in the moleskin? Yeah, it's a good idea. My moleskin is Evernote. So I do have folders and folders. I mean, I think hundreds of ideas. And the older I get, the more ideas I have. I guess it's a good and bad thing. Um, do you think that's because you believe ideas are more possible now? I think and so like, you actually write them down because you're like, you know what? That could happen. Yeah, I'm yeah. learning enough about how the world works that you can do this with money, time, yeah. a team. It's, I mean, it's a lot like fitness. You know, the more you work out, the more you stretch those muscles, the more limber you get. And it's like the more I just practice these ideas and learn more, you know, the more ideas I have. Like right now with this portrait stuff I'm doing in the studio, I've received more emails in the last month from myself than everybody else combined because I'm constantly, you know, my sleep, like move this light over here, try this, you know, do that. And so, um, yeah, but to answer your question, how do I know which ones to pursue? I usually tell my wife first, she's always a good sounding board. And most of the time it's telling me like my ideas are lame. Like she's super honest. Uh, then I'll tell my business partner and a few trusted friends, I pray about it. I'll wait because ideas always seem genius at first, and uh, and I've realized that if I wait a couple of weeks, I'll know that okay, that idea was lame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes I just don't have, man, I just don't have the the resources. Like I had an idea for a light, like a selfie light, you know, that's now a multi million dollar product and Target and Walmart's everywhere. And I had that idea probably seven years ago, you know, but I didn't know how to go build a light. And I'm sad. I, did, I still own the domain names for it, you know, uh, and it's out there selling like hotcakes. Um, and then I have like, I have an idea for a crazy futuristic social media network that's built on AI. And, you know, like, I don't know how to do all that. And that's one of those really cool ideas, but I would need to like clone myself and find a whole nother, you know, it's cool, but it's not, it doesn't have the humanitarian value that the purpose of the hotel has. Well, it sounds like that's one of the filters that you put a lot of these ideas through, which maybe is why you didn't do the selfie light. Maybe yeah. why, why you, it's like, how does this idea advance good for other people? How's it yeah. going to serve some greater good versus just making money? Cause mm-hmm. you could have made a lot of money on yeah. some of these ideas if mm-hmm. you put your time into it, but that's a filter, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's always, you know, even as a celebrity photographer, I got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm making money, shooting celebrities, becoming famous, whatever, and none of it mattered. It's like, it doesn't help anybody, you know? Yeah. And so it just felt really unfulfilling. Whereas I learned that, oh, help portrait 
it's something we only do one day a year, but it's the thing I'm most proud of, you know? Yeah. So how do I do more of that? How do I, you know, ultimately help portrait as the gospel It's just loving and serving others. So yeah, how do I do that in other ideas? And yeah. the Purpose Hotel is kind of like the ultimate. Well, tell uh, us a little more about the Purpose Hotel in our final few minutes. Just, just where's that project at? Where yeah. was this going to have a physical location, and where where's that look? And tell us as much as you can tell us, because I think people listening who've followed along or maybe now are going to look in and get on Kickstarter or look at your yeah. profile and start to better understand this. I want them to be able to participate because this is about a lot of people yeah. being able to be a part of something. Yeah, so today, as of right now, we're in a current, I'll say pause, a weird lull over the land. Um, the land is downtown Nashville. It's an extraordinary location with an extraordinary story behind it that I actually published in the book. Uh, that's the Santa Claus story. I won't get into it now, but it's just with any land. I mean, it's obviously a big, big deal. And there's Especially some, in Nashville where yes. land and real estate and yeah. prices are just crazy right now. Yeah, so we're... We're finagling all that, and I hope that it will be final in the next month or so. Yeah, and that's why I've kind of had to like, okay, we're in a pause. I still got to work. I still got to make a living. You know, yeah. like that's gosh, that's a whole another podcast. Um, so yeah, we're just waiting for that to finalize. We have our management. We have uh, our architects, our designers. I mean, there's and you already have the designs. I mean, I've seen yeah, yeah seen we've those. released the re- re- the where renderings. can people see that so they can get a um, visual. It's on my Instagram on the Purpose Hotels Instagram. A uh, big announcement was uh, that Horst Jose from Ritz Carlton fame is managing our brand. Yeah. That was a huge, another crazy God story that just is unbelievable. Um, so yeah, it's, that's it's a, exciting. That's great. Well, yeah. I love, I love the ideas that you're continuing to develop even around that entity. That's going to just make it such a special uh, really contributor to whatever cities it's in. I know we're going to, it sounds like in Nashville, get the mm-hmm. benefit of, having it here first yes but uh it's very exciting where can people go to just continue to learn more is it best to just follow you on instagram that's where i'm most active uh right now instagram um at jeremy coward at the purpose hotel uh, actually those usernames on all social networks so follow jeremy there and get his book i'm possible this is a incredible story as you've heard every time people hear it there's inspiration to it because it tells a real story of struggle of a very vulnerable life that he's, he's been so willing to just put out for everybody, which has a cost. And there's some, there's something that goes with that too, just being able to expose all of his weaknesses, but also to, to really shed light on what can happen and what's possible and how all of us need to live towards these dreams and the dreams God puts in our heart and our mind, you know, have these filters and lenses that allow us to choose, like, where do we put our time and energy and how are we going to think about it? So Jeremy, thank you for Thank you for telling your story to all of us. And thank you for uh, the way that you just continue to lead. You continue to push through and uh, talk even about just in the last moment, like your latest idea. I mean, this was like just a few weeks ago. I saw you put this out on Instagram and then all of a sudden all kinds of buzz in the last month of you shooting portraits for people and telling their story right here in Franklin. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. And is there still time for people to, to yeah, try I'm, to get involved still in that? Doing if they it, want? Yeah. So yeah, this, this, even the last month completely reinvented the way I shoot, the way I edit, like reinvented my whole photo process. I've hated photography the last few years and suddenly now I'm like obsessed with it and I'm having a blast. And so, yeah, anybody can go on my website, jeremycoward.com, book a portrait Come hang out with me and let me take your picture. I can promise it's a very different type of portraiture. Uh, 
Yeah. And uh, I love it. I truly am having more fun than I've ever had creatively in my career. Yeah. And you can see that on Instagram as well. You can yeah. see some of those portraits, but pretty cool. I know you've had people flying from all over, yeah. you know, just to, to get this, <laughs> this little bit of time with you. Cause you're such an amazing photographer. So thanks again for all you do to just help people. Thanks for being a part of Q. And uh, we look forward to seeing more and more people come into contact with you and your work and seeing the Purpose Hotel come to life. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Jeremy Cowart today. He's such a delight and such a thoughtful, thoughtful man. And I just love how he's giving so much of his energy creatively to helping people and to solving problems. It's, it's really inspiring. If you want to watch the talk that we were referencing, the one that over the last few years he's given several times, but it's like a movie and it's his talk. He gave this at Q in 2014. And we're going to make that available uh, as a free talk that you can watch anytime on our Apple TV app Q ideas you can watch it on Amazon Fire Roku and through Q Media now if you download those apps you're actually having access to several free talks we've got a course on there that's available for you we've got uh, podcast episodes and you can go in there and actually just search around and see what's there even if you don't subscribe yet you can enjoy the benefits of Q Media so go download that app on your smart TV and then once you do that you'll see all that's available and we would encourage you to subscribe, to be a subscriber for $7.99 a month and get access to this entire library of content that we've been curating over these last many years. If you're a church for $99 a month, you can have access to all that we offer on this platform. You can use it with your leaders, your staff, community groups. It's a great way to have conversations of substance about the issues affecting all of us as it relates to our faith and culture. And so I'd encourage you to do that. Also, I want to remind you that October 24th, it's a big night. Every year, we have hundreds of locations that convene and host people. And this is happening in churches. It's happening in museums. It's happening in living rooms where people come together and they watch Q Commons. And Q Commons is a very much an event that's designed to inspire your thinking about how to advance good in your community, in your city, where we learn together, we're united with over 25,000 people on one night, and we have Malcolm Gladwell delivering one of our keynote talks. We also have Francis Chan giving a, a great talk on how do we build community and the themes around creating a better future. And together, we're going to think well about that, but you're also going to sit around tables and living rooms and conversations with those in your own local context that care about this, that are probably Christians because they care about their faith impacting culture. And in that conversation, you can talk about how you're going to do that together. And so go to qcommons.com. You can learn more. It's not too late to actually host this in your city or in your church and learn more about that. Reach out to us. We can help you think through how you can pull that off in the next couple of months. And we'll look forward to partnering with you in that way. Well, I hope you have a great week. It's always a great opportunity to learn together, to think together, and I hope you'll have a great week advancing good in your community. This show is made possible in partnership with Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Thank you for listening to the Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons podcast. These conversations are available because of listener support. You can make your gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. 
To avoid missing future editions of Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons, subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or on your podcast player. And thank you for sharing this audio link with a friend and growing the impact of Q Ideas with Gabe Lyons.